Hey, hey, it's Educate Ebony, the metal edition. I am your host, Ebony, and I'm excited for another great episode. But we do need to backtrack to last week when I spoke to Jack Bergen from Void of Vision, and he told me to listen to Korn's self-titled album. I actually went for a run and chucked this one on and had to stop so many times to take notes because I just didn't want to forget my first impressions. I didn't run very much. Uh, The main thing that stood out for me was Jonathan Davis's vocals. He does so many things with his voice, I couldn't believe it. He sings through his teeth, from the back of his throat, through his nose. You know, he croons, he sings, he yells, he whispers, mutters, and he breathes. And it has just never been more apparent to me that that's what people mean when they say that the voice is an instrument. Basically, I loved the album. It was recorded live, sounded really cool. Freaking loved the bass line, so groovy. You should listen to it. All right, well, let's kick off episode three of Educate Ebony, the metal edition. And for this episode, I would love to introduce Susanna Uwanu. Susanna is the creative mind and editor behind Australian publication TO Magazine. She is a manager and publicist, and I've never met anyone who has managed to blend heavy metal and fashion in the way she does so well. Welcome to the podcast, Susanna. Thank you. So good to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of backstory for everyone. You and I actually go way back to our uni days when you first yeah. started up. Yeah, Tio, and like actually took a chance on me as a totally unexperienced music journo. <laughs> so, like, thank you so much. Look at us now. Come so far. Yeah, well, it was well worth the effort. So, and you, yeah, it turned out to be someone that was there for pretty much the whole thing. So, thank you for being on board for so long. Oh, it was a good time. And after seven amazing years, it's bit of an end of an era with T.O. closing up shop. So yeah, honestly, thank you for giving me such an incredible startup in the industry. And like, how do you feel after so long, like closing a chapter and going on to something new? It's bittersweet. It's definitely an emotional thing to announce. It was kind of sort of since COVID, things were slowing down. So I felt like it, you know, it was time to make an official announcement. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy at the same time because I got so much out of it in so many ways. It was really fulfilling and met really amazing people. And it's kind of connected me to all these other new projects outside of it. So yeah, but I'll always be a bit nostalgic about it. I had so much fun doing it. So I do sometimes miss it, but it's not it's not the end of the spirit of Tiri. It's just the end of it in that form. Yeah. Do you have like... um? I don't want to say a favorite memory because that makes it sound really, you know, oh. way back when, you know, a favorite like accomplishment or something you're really proud of. Wow. Um, I feel like we'll get off the phone and I'll think of 10 things, but <laughs> it, it would have to be a big highlight having, well, you were there for it, having dinner with Alice Cooper. Yes. I mean, that, yeah, that was surreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, the launch party. Just seeing every issue come together at the end, it's, it's so hard to pinpoint one thing. I think the Alice Cooper um, dinner was definitely a huge highlight for me. That was insane. Yeah, it's just, it was so memorable. So it's hard to sort of top something like that when, you know, you come into it when you're, well, I, I started it when before I'd finished my degree and yeah, you were still at uni and to think that just a year after starting it, we're having dinner with Alice and uh, going yeah, going backstage with Drowning Pool and yeah, yeah, but all the creating, all of it, it was so fun meeting everyone, all the contributors, like everyone was equally exciting to connect with, like you know the publicists we worked with, everyone, just so many good relationships. So yeah, 
What a good time. I'm not getting emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had so, yeah, so emotional since Friday when I announced the end. So, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm happy with my decision. But, yeah, definitely will always miss that time of my life, seven years. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely super interested to hear um, because you're, you know, really into your classic metal and your glam rock and metal and stuff. What do you think is the one metal album that I need to hear? Gutter Ballet by Sabotage. Um, they're an American band. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. I actually... I've never heard of them. I came across them a little bit later into my sort of 80s metal time. Um, so that this particular album was released in late 89. So it was only just an 80s album. And I don't know their other albums as well as Gutter Ballet because it's my favourite. I listen to it all the time. But I think they started off a bit more sort of traditional heavy metal, but they actually started going a bit more progressive metal. Um, they got a bit more experimental and, yeah, a bit more adventurous and symphonic in some albums. So, yeah, when you asked me to do this, I thought, yeah, it was just a no-brainer at all. A second and and it's not an album that's been a favorite for a long time but that's okay because I didn't know of it for that long yeah right so when did you first hear it probably oh I reckon three years ago you won't believe this have you heard of the app song pop no so it's a game um you play random people on the internet <laughs> and you can pick or choose genres or artists um, or eras or themes like movie soundtracks um, and you play strangers on the internet basically you get a sample of a song mm. and it gives you five band and song names and then you have to guess which band and song it is just based on this really short snippet of it which might only be instrumental usually okay so I first heard sabotage through that I reckon two songs and they were actually the songs themselves on the album are completely instrumental so that's something that's quite special about the album as well that's got two instrumental tracks so they were Silken Steel and Temptation Revelation and I remember going onto YouTube looking them up because the guitar work was just incredible so yeah I went onto YouTube to listen to the rest of the songs and then I realised that there are absolutely no vocals. It wasn't just because it was a snippet on this app. Like, they're just completely instrumental. Um, and then, oh, I reckon then I just randomly came across Hall of the Mountain King, which is from a different album. But a couple of years, oh, maybe, maybe only about a year and a half ago is when I really started listening to more Sabotage and then ordered the albums online. So probably I've only been listening to Gutter Ballet for about a year. Wow, and it's like made a huge impact. Huge. I listen to Sabotage every day. They're easily in my top five favourite bands. And yeah, the album itself, I just I just think every track on it is really, really good. Yeah, it's just a very powerful album. That's really cool because, you know, so many people are like, oh, I've been listening to this album for, you know, so many years. But it's really great to hear that you can still find a band that ends up becoming really important to you in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, I'm nervous because I've only been listening to it for a year. So, And then you've got these people that would be just so knowledgeable. They would know every word off by heart because they've been listening. You know, they, it was an album they grew up on. But for me, yeah, it's only been about a year, but it's 
I just have complete confidence. Like as soon as you asked what album I would want to talk about, it, I just couldn't think of a better album. It's just so interesting and, yeah, just so many layers to it. Like there's just so many different little interesting parts and, yeah, I don't even know where to begin really. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you heard it first um, on this game app, Song Pop, mm-hmm. and then when you like listen to the album, so it was the instrumentals that stood out to you first or the lyrics came afterwards in the other songs. What part was like, this is an album that I need to listen to again? Oh, um, well, like I said, there were those two instrumental songs on the game and they were my introduction to the band in general, but they also both happened to be on Gutter Ballet. Mm. Um, and I would say one of the two, Temptation Revelation, would probably be one of my favourite tracks anyway. But then I reckon before I heard the album in full, I did, I forgot to say, I did come across the song When the Crowds Are Gone, which is, I don't know, I would say probably their biggest song in my opinion. It's just huge, it's powerful, it's emotional. Um, and I don't know if my sources are credible, but I've read that <laughs> John Oliva, the um, lead of the band, like he's the lead singer and he sometimes plays some of the instruments. Yeah, I read that it's his favourite song, at least on the album, possibly out of all of their songs. So, yeah, so, sorry, I'm rambling now. But No, it's, <laughs> it's interesting to hear, yeah. But, yeah, so that song's huge. What was the question again, though? <laughs> I don't really know. I just enjoy listening to you talk, to be honest. <laughs> uh, honestly, I can ramble so much, so sometimes I need a refresher. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you've listened to, like, obviously the album like a lot of times and I feel like when you listen to albums you know you always always notice something different or something new or you're like oh my god I just never heard that bass line as prominent you know it's been there the entire time but I've only just now picked it up do you reckon there's an aspect that you think maybe other people overlook or don't notice but you've just heard it and been like oh my god need to tell people about this oh um so hard to say it's hard to know how other people listen to it like what they hear what stands out yeah the unfortunate thing is there aren't too many people I can discuss the album with because not that many people know about it even people that have been into metal you know people that grew up in the 80s like I'm you know I'm a 90s kid but even people that grew up in the 80s when you know the album came out 89 but they released other music earlier than that yeah but still a lot of people don't even know about them really and they it's yeah it's not that they were a small band but I just think that they're a bit underrated yeah it's it's weird but there's only a handful of people I've come across who actually properly know the band and who I would be able to talk to about the album so it's so hard to even know what people think of it um I guess obviously I follow their social media and every now and then I'll, you know, read bits and pieces about them on the internet because I'm interested and then I see other people who are fans and it seems like When the Crowds Are Gone is a very popular song. I mean, the album opener of Rage and War is amazing. Like the bass intro is really cool. It's got proggy elements to it. Um, actually, maybe one of the songs that would be overlooked would be Thorazine Shuffle, which is... The last song, I believe. And yeah, just really cool aggressive vocals, interesting time signatures. Yeah, I think maybe that's one that might get overlooked a little bit. But the album in general has been overlooked, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, do you reckon, because like 70s was pretty big for prog, do you reckon if it were released maybe in the 70s instead of the 80s, 
people would have noticed it more because of the prog element? I don't actually know because it's just so unique. I think the prog is still subtle. Like they've played prog festivals, but then they their fans are probably more traditional heavy metal fans. Um, yeah. It's hard to say. I feel like they're just such a unique band. It's, I mean, they've got a theatrical aspect. So John, I hope I'm pronouncing his surname right, Oliva. <laughs> I, I only ever see it written. I never hear anyone actually saying it. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So John Oliva, the uh, one of the key writers and lead vocalist, or at least during some eras of the band, they've had another singer at other parts. Yeah, sometimes his vocals can almost go a little bit Broadway. which Really? Yeah, which is a bit quirky. And I think maybe for some uh, metal fans might be a little bit off-putting. And even for me, it can go a little bit too far, but he doesn't do too much of that specifically on Gutter Ballet, but he can go that way. Um, I don't know if you know the band Nevermore. Um, no. <laughs> but my partner and I were saying that Sabotage in some ways is almost like a soft version of Nevermore, but on their own, they're not soft at all. They're a he- heavy band. But yeah, I'm probably going off on a bit of a tangent there. But yeah, it's, it's hard to say like if it would have appealed more to people in the 70s because it's really different to the prog that was mm. coming out of the 70s. So yeah, yeah, I'm very much. I'm definitely just thinking thing. like coming into the 90s as well, very different like musical soundscape. Mm. Yeah. All I can think of is like just 90s like hip hop. And I know that's not the what we're talking about, but like, I guess, you know, sometimes bands just get overlooked because people are like, oh my God, there's way more exciting things happening, but they don't understand the power of metal and how awesome it can be. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, this band is just, it's not mainstream at all, but I think, mm. I think for anyone that appreciates good guitar work, like technical guitar playing and just interesting music in general I just think that yeah it's a band that they need to check out and yeah particularly the album Gutter Ballet. Yeah so obviously you're still listening to it now um but do you reckon like another how long has it been 20 how long has it been since 1989 a long time almost Uh, 30 years nearly (gasps) 32 because that was yeah that was the year I was born (laughs) oh (laughs) so cute well do you reckon it's going to stand up for another 32 years well for me yes and surely with the internet being so big now and and they are on Spotify so surely people will you know even people who are kids now that is just getting into heavy metal they'll surely start discovering it but yeah I absolutely think it, it will hold up it's just it's it's never been entirely mainstream. I'm, I don't know. I'm talking about them like they weren't big at all. They, they play <laughs> huge shows and big festivals, but you just don't hear anybody talking about them. Like, yeah, you literally don't. I've never heard of Sabotage before. So Yeah, and I'm not even surprised, unfortunately. That's really sad. I always like to ask this question, but do you have any listening notes as well? So like when I go to sit down and listen to the album, should I listen to it before bed? What are we thinking like during a drive at the gym, go for a walk? I think there's a song for every mood. Cool. So the album opener of Rage and War is a bit more of an upbeat track for them. I don't know if groovy, <laughs> like <laughs> if that's not groovy, but like it, it's got a bit of groove to it. Um, maybe I'm just thinking because that bass line, that one I think I actually hear and appreciate the bass and the drums more when I'm driving. 
it's just a bit more energetic. Something like when the crowds are gone, it's so intense, so emotional. The vocals become really aggressive in certain parts. It's just, it makes you feel a million things at once. So that's, for me, I could listen to it at any point. I don't know if you're in a mood where you're feeling a bit nostalgic or just... Yeah, it's like an everyday, just life everyday kind of album. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a song on there that I would absolutely feel like at any point of the day. That's awesome. Do you reckon that any other bands sort of have managed to do that for you? Like, I know that I can listen to Gutter Ballet whenever I want, fits every mood. Do you reckon there are any other bands or albums that you could say the same about? There's definitely a lot of Wasp songs where, you know, throughout the day th- there would be something by Wasp that I could listen to, but I don't know if I could put it down to one specific album. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, there are quite a few bands where I could listen to them every single day, but it's just not that there's, yeah, one album in particular. Yeah. This is a special one then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Anything else you want to add that's special or that we need to know about this album? I'm just trying to think. It's. I was sort of trying to think of points just throughout the day because <laughs> it is such a special album and I wanted to do it justice, but then... It's so hard to summarise it. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, just some of the things that are unique is that they're sort of an 80s heavy metal band with a progressive element. Um, the album has two instrumentals on it. It's It's got, you know, really aggressive songs. It's got a ballady song. It's the last three on the album. Um, I think this is The Order, Mentally Yours, Summer's Rain and Thorazine Shuffle. I think that's The Order. They are sort of all linked together. They're about one particular character. And, yeah, so I guess it's sort of interesting when you, yeah, start paying attention to the lyrics and everything. But, yeah, I think those are some of the main points that make it a really exciting album. Awesome. So it's not quite a concept album, but they do, uh, I guess, follow through on a couple of songs as well. Yeah. Yeah. After this album, I think they did release at least a couple of concept albums. One of them, Street. Um, a rock opera that one actually has a song that ties in with when the crowds are gone sorry I I keep talking about when the crowds are gone (laughs) it's a good song (laughs) but there's yeah some a few very specific lines that are actually in one of the songs on that album so yeah there's a lot of interesting things that sabotage do and themes and well gutter ballet was actually I think the inspiration behind it, maybe not the entire album, but the title track in particular was influenced by Phantom of the Opera. And yet there's, yeah, there's orchestral parts to it. So yeah, it's a very interesting album. And yeah, lots of little things that you find out when you start reading and paying attention to the lyrics. But yeah, I won't, I won't yeah. talk to you how to about all of it. <laughs> no, I mean, some of it, most of it, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, even the album title, Gutter Ballet, that's pretty visual, like, what, ballet, just in a gutter. Mm. I don't know what that says. It's, like, a little bit elegant, a little bit dirty. That's, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think the album sort of reflects that in a way. It's got it's got sort of, like, the dark and light. It's got soft parts. It's got piano in there. Yeah, it's got the emotional, the sort of, like, really raw emotion. And then it's just, yeah, it can be really powerful and aggressive and in your face. And I think the title actually really beautifully captures everything that's on there. 
Oh my gosh, why haven't I heard this band before? Seriously. <laughs> Go and listen to it. When we get off the phone, you need to put it on. Oh, definitely. That is the plan. I do have homework <laughs> from these chats. <laughs> yeah, and you have to tell me what you think of it after. Yeah, I will. Oh my goodness. Oh, amazing. All right, well, there we have it. The one metal album that Susanna Yuanu thinks you and I should listen to is Gutter Ballet by Sabotage. Susanna, thank you so much for your wisdom. I can't wait to listen to it from your point of view. Thank you for the chat, Ebony. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you will. I definitely will. It's going to be great. And I have to check out Song Pop, that game. Yeah. It, oh, I just, I went through a period where I was addicted to it. It's a bit of a time waster and you can only play it when you can have the volume up on your phone. But I somehow spent so much time on it. <laughs> I need to replace TikTok somehow. So I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I can't believe, I swear you were going to choose like a um, like um, a Motley Crue album or something from like Pantera <laughs> or something. So I'm really surprised. This is awesome. Oh, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have not been predictable. <laughs> no, I was like, I was trying to figure out just being like, well, I know she likes these guys. <laughs> and maybe, maybe like Sebastian, what's his face? Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian Bach from Skip Yeah. Bird. I was yeah. like, I don't know. Well, you... They are very up there for me, so you do know me well. <laughs> <laughs>